Yo, 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 what is up, everybody? This is your host, Stefan Williams, with my co-host, the lovely Cora. I'm not going to say your middle name, Knowles. And you are listening to the Second Firstborn Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Stefan Williams, with... That was your alley-oop. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't even paying attention. Yikes. All right. Anyways, today we are doing a podcast live on Facebook, on my Facebook, on her Facebook, and we're actually recording the podcast at the same time to see if we can get more involvement with our show. So today we're going to be talking about guilty pleasures. <laughs> I'm doing the laughing thing because like I had to do my own drum roll. <laughs> I don't have sound effects for drum rolls yet. So um, thank you for everybody who's tuning in to my Facebook Live. Thank you for everybody who's listening in to Cora's Facebook Live. And we're just going to get right into it. I don't have an outcast or an outline for this. So we're just going to go off the top of the head for today. Um, So I'm going to start with you, ladies first. As always, what is one of your guilty pleasures? Definitely my biggest guilty pleasure is watching reality TV. Whenever I have free time or, you know, when I'm really trying to like study, I'll turn on something, anything. That's the bad part about it. It's like I will watch any reality TV. I remember back in the day when Ozzy Osbourne and his family was on TV. Ozzy Osbourne and the Osbournes. (laughs) Yes, I was watching the Osbournes. That was good. So you don't just watch like the Ratchet reality tv shows like Mm-mm. love and hip-hop and Mm-mm. real basketball wives Mm-mm. i actually got tired of basketball wives after a while what? so i stopped watching that one love and hip-hop is really tough because they have so many different cities. variations yeah kind of like it gets CSI. Crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> i do enjoy some love and hip-hop but um Man, name something that I don't watch. I watch reality TV on a lot of different networks. I will watch. Do you watch Big Brother? I do watch Big Brother. What about? I've been doing better though because I haven't been consistent watching Big Brother. What about like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette? Is that really reality TV though? I don't watch that, unfortunately. Or what about like uh, Amazing Grace or Survivor? Um, I used to watch. What is it even called? Amazing Race. I think that's what I used to watch. That one was good. Survivor is really old. Yes. And they should be ready to retire soon. I mean, but, but I think Big Brother is older than They're both Survivor. pretty old. Yes, they both are up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're just now tuning in t- on my Facebook Live, uh, we are talking about guilty pleasures today. Um, Cora was saying, my lovely co-host, she was saying that one of her <laughs> guilty Amy. pleasures is... Um, reality tv shows Mm -hmm. so my number one guilty pleasure i'm not even gonna lie and i very proud of this as being my guilty pleasure i thoroughly enjoy glee (laughs) why the snicker in the background baby that's bad i mean that's pretty bad that's like as bad as me when i was watching pretty little liars Lauren was making fun of me up and down over some Pretty Little Liars, and I but was like, deep within I, it. I used to watch Pretty Little Liars too. Like <laughs> seasons one through three was my was my stuff. Mm. But like, I don't know. Glee Glee has some some fire. It's 
a no for me, Big Dog. Have you watched Glee, though? I tried. What season did you get to? One. Yikes. <laughs> That's probably why you don't like it. Yeah, it was a no for me. See, the thing I like about Glee is, like, some of everybody who is anybody could, like, relate to Glee. Shout out to you, Christine. Uh, she says, mine is ASMR videos. Yikes. Those are ASMR. pretty re- relaxing. Not ASMR videos. Mm-hmm. Be like <laughs> smacking other food. Like. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, my I God. <laughs> Let me crack my Please stop. Is that oddly satisfying? The lip smacking for me is really <laughs> not bearable. But yeah, um, Glee, Glee was definitely one of my go-tos because like it was just so, I don't know. If you can, a lot of people don't like it because of the singing, but some of the singing is the best part. Like I wouldn't know a lot of the songs that I know outside of like R&B and like gospel if it wasn't for like Glee. Lauren is making fun of my pretty little liars hey, on the live. Hey. And also she said she likes pimple popping videos. Pimple popping videos? Ew, that's so cringe. <laughs> that's so cringe. <laughs> so Christine also said, uh no, I watched the ones with sponge squeezing. Mm. Why sponge squeezing? Because it's just what it is supposed to be. Watching the soap come out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Those are good. That's interesting. Uh Oh my gosh. Brian says, oh, Brian's watching. So thank you for watching our show, Brian. <clears throat> Today we are doing um, a podcast on on guilty pleasures. Because it's quick. It's easy. It's fun. Um, Christine says, oh, those are good too. It's relaxing. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's not my cup of tea. <laughs> but then again, Glee is in everybody's cup of tea. Lauren said rug cleaning videos. I can see that, though. Do you like the lines in your carpet? Right, that's what mm. I was going to say. It's the lines. It's the design of the lines. Mm-hmm. Like the rectangles Like when they the shampoo squares. your carpet, like professional cleaners. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get in there. Yeah. Get the there. triangles. <laughs> Not get in there. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I, I also like... Um, a lot of people are going to like make fun of me for this, but I don't care because this is my show. Um, one of my other guilty pleasures is Smallville. There, I said it. We have to update this soundboard so we can have like a boo. Nope. <laughs> I Smallville. love Smallville. Okay. I'm going to oblige you and I'm going to say another one of my guilty pleasures is definitely the superhero shows and movies. Yes. I watch so many of them. When um Like, I'm into Supergirl, Flash, Arrow... Mm-hmm. Um, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, uh, Black Lightning. Mm-hmm. I was uh, telling Batwoman. you about um, Cloak and Dagger when that was Cloak on Cloak and TV. Dagger was good. It was super fire. Daredevil. And Raising Dion. Raising Dion. I haven't watched all of Raising Dion, so you know what? First of all, you're not going to come for me, Christine. Smallville, yes. I loved Smallville, <clears throat> so get off of my back about that. Mm-hmm. Um, What was it? Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, The Defenders... Iron Fist, all those shows, yes, were amazing. Mm-hmm. I was very upset about the fact that, like, 
all of them just stopped abruptly. But however, they are talking about bringing Daredevil back to Disney Plus for season but that's four. That's just season. one out of so many that you mentioned. Right. I mean, I was Arrow pretty... just finished its eighth season and it's no longer going to be on the air. But Flash is continuing. Supergirl is continuing. I was pretty upset that they didn't do any more Luke Cage. Because yeah. I actually got Lauren to watch that one with me. Luke Cage And was... we were knee deep in some Luke Cage. I think the best of those Netflix uh, superhero shows was Daredevil. Mm. Daredevil went hard from episode one through the third season. Like every episode it went super hard. Lauren has some suggestions. What are her suggestions? Um, this one show that she put me on to called Big Love. Mm. It is an interesting show, to mm. say the least. But she cracked me up. She put messy Mormons having sex. Wow. Or having cringe sex. Oh no. <laughs> were you were you in were you ever into like my six hundred pound life or whatever it's called? Um I try to watch those kind of episodes every now and then, but mm. I don't. I can't sit. What about them. True Life or whatever it used to be on MTV? Yes, I did. I used to watch True Life. I used to watch a lot of MTV shows, but they're just so damn repetitive that it gets on my nerve. Indeed. Um, because I was watching Catfish for a long time, and then I finally stopped watching Catfish. Not but Catfish. now, but now they have Ghosted on there, and okay. that is good. Ghosted is good. Did you used to watch the uh, like the blind dates or the uh, the whatever show it was where you get to go on a date and then you get to give one person a time out or whatever and then it was weird it was a Mm-mm. it was oddly satisfying to say the least. Hey Stephanie. But yeah, for those who oh, hold on, someone's sorry. asking who you are. Um, this is my co-host Stefan. Hey, that's me. Mm-hmm. I'm Stefan. I'm co-host of second firstborn podcast uh for those who are just tuning in we are talking about guilty pleasures today on our podcast and to recap cora's first you know guilty pleasure is reality tv shows Mm -hmm. i'm waiting on a few to come back right now Mm, like what um tamar braxton bad girls club because i want no i don't watch bad girls (laughs) club that show is annoying as hell um I I very much so have a spot for Tamar Braxton in my heart. Mm -hmm. I love her Mm -hmm. musical capabilities, and I also do enjoy seeing her on TV. So I'm hoping that she'll be able to come back to us. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, another one of my guilty pleasures, which should which should be a lot of people's (laughs) guilty pleasures, is Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yikes! (laughs) She said, "Yikes!" Jesus. Uh, every so often, like maybe every three or four months. I binge watched the whole entire series, mm. seasons one through three. That's tough. Of uh, the Last Airbender, wow! And then uh, Legend of Korra, seasons one through four. Never even heard of that. Wow, <laughs> that is a shame. Sorry. That is probably one of the best anime, non-anime mm, that's cartoons what it is. that's, that's why I don't on know TV. Because I don't watch anime. I don't know. <laughs> Oof, that is, that is a big, uh, I don't know, I don't know. 
we're, we can still be friends, but I'm just saying that's that's tough. You don't watch anime. Not even a little. Not even Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z. Oh, my stomach is getting really queasy. That gives me PTSD from childhood, having to watch that. I grew up with all boys, so anything with dragons in it starts making me twitch out. Dragon Ball Z. Dragon, dragon, touch dragon, oh, dragon no, sir. Ball Z. <laughs> like, probably my favorite part of no, Dragon Ball sir. Z was, like, the announcer that would, like, come in. Last time on Dragon Ball Z, there is this guy doing this one no. thing, this one planet, and blah, 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 blah. Is he going to fight? Is he going to go Super Saiyan? Tune in for the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. you are embarrassing us both right now. I'm not. That's a guilty pleasure. This is the podcast Mm -hmm. for guilty pleasures today. I'm not doing it. Not the Dragon Ball Z. Sorry. Those are the breaks. Wow. (laughs) Not the breaks. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Um, I do enjoy Cat in the Hat. We watch that at least once a month. Cat in the Hat. Monsters, Inc. Like the live action Cat in the Hat? No. I mean, well, yes, the movie. With mm-hmm. Jim Carrey? Mm-hmm. I definitely pressed the wrong button. <laughs> I was just going to say that. This is the button I meant to press. Okay. My son likes that movie. And so do I. I've been watching it since I was a wee little lamb. I can see if you said, like, How the Grinch Stole Christmas live action We don't mind that one either. Listen, Bubby was tripping during Christmas time, so we had to take a break from the Christmas one because he was watching it every day. I was like, son, we're not watching this one again. So we have since converted. Another one of my guilty pleasures is every now and then I go and I binge watch all of Lord of the Rings, all of Star Wars. All of the Hobbit, all of Harry Potter. Stay with it. Me stay with it. I the only one on that list that I could play around with is Harry. I'm not doing Lord of the Rings. Oh Jesus! Especially not the Hobbit. No. What about Star Wars? I tolerate it for my father's sake. I remember when Star Wars came out years and years ago and I went to the theater to watch it with him, but it took a lot out of me, personally. That is um, disturbing. Lauren said one of her all-time favorite movies is Mommy Dearest. (laughs) Not Mommy Dearest. (laughs) Not Mommy Dearest. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Let's let's take a time out. Mommy Dearest? Mm Mm-hmm. It is a good movie. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I can see she said like Schindler's List, but like, Jesus, Mommy Dearest? It gets tough. That's tough. Super tough. Um, Another one of my guilty pleasures. Um, I love playing Sudoku. You do love playing Sudoku. And I am yet to get a lesson on how to play, so... I feel very childish because I don't get it. It goes over my head. So sorry. Mm. Mm. No Sudoku for me. But one of my other best friends, Patrice Davis, she could oblige you with the phone games because she does that. <laughs> you got any phone? You got any game on your phone? <laughs> I don't know if she's listening right now, but her and the phone games go really hard. Candy Crush back in the day, 
I never got into Candy Crush. Mm. It was it was really tough for my good sis. I, I would did, be on the phone with her, and you would hear the little game going in I, the background. I, I did get on some Bubble Witch three though, the saga. Mm. Yeah, I was I was on that. Yeah, I don't mind phone games. I think I just get bored after so long. You I, know. I think the thing I get upset about with some of the phone games is that the advertisement to the game is not how you actually play the freaking game. Mm. Like, I'm tired of Austin and this gardenscapes and this homescapes <laughs> and they're doing the pop-up ads and it's not how you play the game. And I'm thoroughly upset about that, as you can clearly see and mm. hear in my voice. Like, whoever made that game, I want my money back because that's that's false advertising. Yeah. And then the games on the phone... We have to take a break every now and then. When quarantine first started, I was playing Harry Potter on my phone, and that was fun. Have you ever been to Universal and went to, like, Harry Potter land? I have been once, years and years ago, when it first came out. I have yet to be to Harry Potter land. But I do have my my um my little wand that my best friend Jamie got for me. Mm. Where is it? Hold on. Hold up. Give me a second. Let me show you guys. So, like, this is a part of my <laughs> other guilty pleasure. Like, whenever I watch Harry Potter on TV, no matter how many times it comes on, I always break out my wand. And whenever they're doing the little swish and flick, I am also doing the swish and flick from home. It's like, it's almost like a sing-along movie. Mm. Where they're like, Alohomora. Lauren said... Hers is um, Words with Friends, which we all know is very yes, crazy. Yes, it can get crazy with Words with Friends because, mm -hmm. like, I think my highest um, point score for one one word was, I want to say, 122. I don't pay attention to my score numbers. Oh, I had to. I was playing my cousin, and I had to screenshot it, and I got a triple word and a triple letter score <laughs> on the same word and he was really upset he was not very well with the lord you know what i just realized i won't know until you tell me that i don't think that your people can hear me and my people cannot hear you i'm pretty sure that is the thing yeah <laughs> because we're so far apart right we are definitely social distancing <laughs> In our podcast studio. See, this is the good thing about Instagram Live. Yes. Is that we could be on the same live at the same time, and then that way both of our viewers could watch us. So are you saying that we should do that? All right, so we're not going to stop this podcast. However, if you're watching on Facebook Live, on my Facebook Live, and on her for Facebook Live, you should, um, you know, join one of our Facebook, or I mean our IG posts, yes. so that you can see us both and hear us both at the same time. So I am signing off from my Facebook Live, so just go catch me on yeah, IG Live. I'm going to sign off of here and go to my Instagram, which is Cora in the middle, um, and continue our conversation so that way we can be on the same video, y'all. So if you're watching, join us on Instagram. Hey, Toodles. with the plug, I like that, how you, how you plug your own show, <laughs> which you normally don't do. Oh, come kind on. Kind of crazy crazy um let's think i eat weird combinations of food sometimes like since i was a kid my mom used to buy me 
Hot Cheetos and chocolate. Hot Cheetos and chocolate? Mm-hmm. Like when I would be on my period and I would be PMSing, she would often bring me hot Cheetos and like a chocolate muffin or hot Cheetos and a Snickers bar or hot Cheetos and like some kind of chocolate ice cream. So now as an adult, that's what I crave. Like when I want something sweet, it usually has to be something like salty and sweet or spicy followed up by something sweet. Mm. So my food pairings are very strange like that. I think mine is sort of similar because like if I eat something sweet or too sweet, I need to eat something really salty right behind it. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that is. Um, Food. Yeah. Taste buds, I Mm -hmm. guess. Messes with all the things. Makes you crave stuff. Um, so like we were saying before, like whenever I'm watching Harry Potter on live, I mean on the TV, I usually break out my wand to, uh, you know, swiss and flick along with them. I'll cast a spell on you. Don't you try me. Anyways, yeah. Um. Paris. Hello to all your people on, uh, your... IG live. Mm-hmm. We tried, people. We really tried. I know. It's very unfortunate. Uh, maybe one day I'll really figure out how to use my, my sound board to uh, mix the sounds properly. To be able to be heard on both your feed and my feed without there being feedback. <laughs> Interference. Right. Um. So why, why don't you like... Avatar The Last Airbender. I didn't say I didn't like it, but I wouldn't say that it's a guilty pleasure. I watched The Last Airbender, and it was good. I have no hang-ups. Better than good. It's great. <laughs> I had no, no hang-ups about it, but I'm not going to sit here and act like it's something I need to watch regularly. It's, Ooh, it's better so than sorry. that. It's great. Mm. You said mm-mm? It's mm. just not, you know. I, I don't know because Avatar <laughs> The Last Airbender, the show is great. Definitely not watching the show. That that tragedy that uh, M. Night Shyamalan did to the movie. Oh, no. I will never forget that. Forgive that man for what sound. he did. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that man will never be forgiven for what he did to that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, especially because he whitewashed all the characters. Like, why? Why, bro? If you watched five minutes of the 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 show, you will know that you know. Hello, everything's perfect. Don't mess with it. All right. The last airbender. I'm gonna go back and watch it one day, just so that I could like. We should binge watch it together. <laughs> refresh my memory. Because Let's binge watch it together. Binge watch. That sounds really permanent. No, it's it sounds aggressive and egregious, <laughs> but yes, it is meant to be that mm-hmm. way. I will binge watch the last airbender with you. And Star Wars. And Lord of the Rings. Oh no, ma'am. That's where you lost me. I'll watch Star Wars. I'm not doing Lord of the Rings. But Lord of the Rings is a great story. Mm-mm. 
it pars on which of that of Star Wars. Probably why I don't want to watch it. <laughs> Just being true to myself. I'm not watching the Lord of the Rings. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, oh, I forgot we can multitask on our phones now. So. We can indeed multitask on our on our phones now. Shout out to iPhone and Apple. I need to that. be able to look at the folks that were on my Facebook Live. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But um, I'm trying to think because this this podcast is off the top of the dome. And, like, I feel unprepared for this. But, like, at the same time, that's just what happens when you do good podcasting. Mm-hmm. You want to talk, but you also want to be off the top of the head. But at the same time, you want to give good stuff, good feedback, good Topics that people can interact with and give their own feedback on. So what was one of the other things we had wrote? Um, one of the topics that's on our actual Facebook page. Um, you had comments on there. On my Facebook live? Mm-mm. On the podcast Facebook page. I did? I'm going to have to check it out. Because I don't remember having any, any comments on there. Not comments, but the post that you had made. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Well, let me, let me go check. Because I don't want to tell you guys in the wrong thing. Because I put it on my story, but I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I can't exit out of here because it'll end my life. So you don't have to end look. your life. Mm-hmm. Don't end your life. Uh, yeah, I can't see it. It would have told me by now if I had something up there. But it's all good because it is what it is at this point. We're probably just going to redo this podcast later on anyway. Just because I feel like it's gotten off the rails. I know one of the posts you made on our um, on our Facebook page said something about would a woman propose to a man? Oh, so that's what you were talking about and referring mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I can get to that. Um, one of uh, my friends on Facebook, she says, listening to older music and watching older movies. By old, I mean music and movies from 90s and early 2000s. Since I'm familiar with it, it keeps me calm. New stuff, especially movies, make my anxiety go up. Mm. If that makes sense. That does make perfect sense. I can agree with that. I don't have anything against music from today's musicians, but old school music is just really where it's at mm. for me. That makes sense. I can I can get with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna ask you a couple of these questions that I posted on the Second First More podcast page on Facebook, uh, like you suggested. Um, so, question number one. What is one thing that you wish your parents did differently while they were raising you? One thing I wish my parents would have done differently. When you they can have more than me. one thing, but just one at a time, I guess. Um, well, I'm going to go in order of operations from who raised me. So, my mom passed when I was young. So, if she was still alive, I would have said definitely for her to move away, like... I know family is everything, but I think she probably would have been better off if she would have just started over somewhere new 
instead of like being dragged down by family. Um, then after she passed, my grandfather was raising me. What he could have done differently was just not be so materialistic. My grandfather was a cancer man, and he cared a lot about material possessions. He wanted us to have a nice place to live. He wanted us to have nice furniture and nice cars to get drove to school in, and all that was nice, but he blew through a lot of money in order to do that, that he could have left for his grandchildren. Um, hmm. I think, I think, um, I wish my parents would have loved us differently. Mm. The way they love us now, I wish my parents would have known how to love that way that they love us now back then. Mm. That's an accurate statement. Because I feel like when they were raising us, the type of love that they were showing us was the type of love that they were receiving at the time. That's the only way they knew how to show love. Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel like now was the proper way of loving us that they should have been loving us way back when. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that it was a bad type of love or anything. I'm mm -hmm. saying that, you know. In today's age, it's it's better. But that's all they knew how to do back then. So I can't necessarily fault them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um. All right. Here's another question. What's the minimum amount of time that needs to go by in an engagement before you and your fiance need to tie the knot? I think that's tough because I personally don't mind a year long engagement. Mm -hmm. And I recognize that everybody doesn't have the same time restraints you know so some people they may be comfortable with a two-year engagement i think for me personally more than a year would be a little bit much for me like unless you just had some extenuating circumstance that caused us to not be able to afford the wedding or some kind of health situation that made it impossible for you to walk down the aisle to me mm -hmm. or whatever the heck then I can understand that, you know, if you had a death in the family, maybe you're just not mentally in a good place. Or another reason I would put off a wedding is if I was pregnant. I don't like when people get pregnant and then still want to walk down the aisle. I want to walk down the aisle alone, right. <laughs> not with a baby in my belly. <laughs> not alone. <laughs> so oh, I would not. <laughs> yeah, I would not walk down the aisle pregnant. Shout out I would to have Sandy, to wait. Huh? Um, <laughs> but other than that, I don't believe in long engagements. I feel like. I would rather the relationship itself be long, but once you're ready to lock it down, let's do it. There's no point in waiting all all the time. Like, I what are we waiting for? I feel like the correct amount of time in between being engaged and tying the knot should directly impact how soon the wedding is going to be. Mm -hmm. So, like, say, for instance... I propose to you, right? Mm -hmm. And boom, we're engaged. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, so like if we know that we want to get married in the fall, then cool, one year. Mm -hmm. If we know we want to get married in the spring, after winter comes spring, so that's what, about six months? So boom, six months. Or if we're waiting for a specific date to come up, like, Oh my gosh, I want to get married on February 20th, 
2025 <clears throat> for whatever reason, I don't mm-hmm. know, then yeah, okay, cool. But other than that, it shouldn't take that long. Because I feel like it's the it's the same difference between like dating and courting. Mm-hmm. Dating, you're getting to know somebody. Courting, you're you're trying to say that hey, I want to marry you, mm-hmm. and eventually propose to you. Mm-hmm. So like that's the next step. Engagement is getting ready for the wedding. So if you're still trying to figure out who your partner is during the engagement phase, I don't think you guys should be engaged. Mm-mm. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Okay. You should be sure. Yeah, there's there should be no pussyfooting around. Like I said, to me, I feel like an engagement period is just simply about financials. Giving both Who's of us. going to pay for the wedding? Right. How much money are we setting time. aside? Mm-hmm. Where are we going for our honeymoon? Mm-hmm. What are we doing for our honeymoon? Mm-hmm. What colors are we going to be doing? You should be completely prepared to live with that person when you and decide that, to propose and when you accept somebody's proposal. That means that today I'm ready. Yeah. And as you can already see from my lengthy um, Pinterest page, um, yeah, I've pretty much planned out my wedding. A plethora of times over. Yeah. I have not. Oof. All right, let's go to the next question. (laughs) Women, would you ever propose to the love of your life? It's a no for your girl, unfortunately. If you would have asked me this question several years ago, my answer would have been different. Why are you rolling your eyes right now? I'm I'm listening to what you have to say. Mm. Okay. It looks like you're hearing me and not really listening, but that's okay. Years ago, I would have proposed to a man. Today, I'm I'm not doing that. I feel very much so that uh, when it comes to marriage in particular, they need to know what they want. Most women know what they want a lot sooner. So... I want to be proposed to so that I know that for sure this is what you want to do. Because I feel like similar to a lot of other situations, men will get themselves into some bullshit just simply going along with things. Mm. So marriage is not one of those things that I want for you to just go along with. If you want to be married to me, you need to propose so that I can take you seriously. I'm not proposing to you. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um... The reason why I was rolling my eyes is because it's 2020. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if your man isn't like stepping up to the plate and to ask you to propose to him, but you know that this is the man that you want to spend the rest of your life with, why would you wait for him to propose to you? Because if this is the man that I want to spend the rest of my life with, I would pray that I'm having enough discernment that he would want that as well. So why wouldn't he propose to me? We should be on the same page, no? I would hope that I wouldn't be out here feeling all deep like that over somebody who doesn't feel that way about me. I don't know. I just feel a little differently about that because, like, women, some of the posts say that women want to be treated equally. Mm -hmm. Women want this, women want that. Mm -hmm. But, like, you should be the boss of your own... What you got going on, correct? That's what some of the posts say. I'm not saying these are for me, mm-hmm. per se. 
I'm saying this is what women want. So <clears throat> if you know that you want this man or this woman or whatever the case is, why would you wait for them to, you know, propose to you? If you know this is the man for you and you know that he wants you the same way, but is just too timid about asking you to marry him, why can't you ask him to marry you? I think also that I just feel like women make a lot of sacrifices in relationships. And so, unfortunately for me, that's just not another sacrifice that I'm willing this to make. This is a big no from you, dog. I'm already going to change my last name, potentially have your child, potentially leave my family to come and move with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, we give up too much already. The least you could do is propose to me. You don't think the man gives up anything? I didn't say he didn't give up anything. I'm, I said asking, I think that I'm women asking. give up more. I'm asking. I think women give up more. Mm. I like that answer. Mm-hmm. I like that answer. Um, I feel like whoever proposes, this is just my thing. Whoever proposes needs to have that ring on standby. What do you mean by that? So if a man proposes to a woman, would you would you accept a man's engagement proposal if he didn't have a ring? So the same should go that if a woman proposes to a man, she should have that ring ready as well, right? Mm-hmm. When you say a proposal, I, in my head, I don't think of proposing without a ring. Yeah. Believe it or not, some people do that. I'm sure. I'm proposing on the wishes of things <laughs> to come. No. This ring is still on railway. I know which one I'm going to get. I just don't have the funds to do it. Mm-mm. You can't be in that dire of a need to propose to somebody that you would propose without a ring. To me, I feel like... Baby, I promise. I feel like the ring is symbolic (laughs) of your relationship and symbolic of how you feel about that person. Mm -hmm. So in the event that I couldn't afford to get my person a ring, I would have to wait until I could afford one. I want to come with something that is worthy of you putting on your hand. But what if the proposal was so sweet that he tied like a piece of string around your finger until he was able to replace it with an actual ring? Mm-mm. No. A piece of string? I'm just giving scenarios here. No. I wouldn't tie a piece of string on a man's finger and be like, hey baby, I love you. What I if, got you in a year. <laughs> what if what if he gave you a silicone ring? No. Like a rubber silicone ring. Mm-mm. Isn't that a little bit materialistic then? But I think that that's not fair to say because like I said, to me, me personally, if I were to propose to my man, I would show up with a ring that is worthy. I would show up with a ring, a ring that represents my love for you. So I'm not going to show up with something that didn't take time and effort and thought. That's a lot of time and effort and thought. No, sir. Yes, to ma'am. go down to Walmart and buy a $10, um, whatever you just called it. Who's who's saying that you got to go down to- Silicone ring? Who's saying that you're going down to Walmart to buy a silicone ring? Okay, though? wherever people buy silicone rings. Because some of these silicone rings are more durable. Okay. I'm I'm just saying. Here we go. I'm just saying. No, thanks. Because, like, okay, so I get you a silicone ring, right? 
and it's unbreakable. It it forms to your finger. You don't have to worry about getting different size because it's going to form to your finger. But if you get that diamond ring with two carrots on a diamond or whatever, and say, for instance, you gain a little weight or you lose a little weight and your finger gets a little bigger or it gets a little smaller, you got to resize that thing. Mm-hmm. You got to clean that thing. Mm-hmm. That takes money. And effort, which is proving my point of what I'm saying, is that when you get married, for me, I want for my ring to be a symbol of my marriage. I don't want it to be. But a silicone ring is a symbol of a marriage. Mm -mm. It's rubber. It's silicone. It's able to take damage without breaking. It's able to fit and form and, and what's the word I'm looking for? And adapt to change. If that's not a, a signature or a symbol of a relationship, I don't know what is. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Plus, if you lose it by taking it off and leaving it somewhere, then it's easy to replace. But if you take that diamond ring off, that's two carats, my pocket's going to be hurting to get another one. Mm-hmm. Which is why we wouldn't want to take it off in the first place, right? I mean, I don't know. I've heard I've heard stories of people taking their rings off to wash their hands or to shower because they didn't want to get their fingers green or whatever. Mm. Whatever the case is. I don't know. That's not me. But I'm just saying, like, there's been stories where people have taken their ring off and then it's fallen down the drain. Or they left it at the club. Or they left it here. Or they took it off there. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not saying that this is going to be me. I'm just playing devil's advocate right now. Play it. <laughs> All I'm telling you is, as for me in my house, we're not doing that. <laughs> so not for me know. in my house. Jesus. <laughs> we can sit up and talk about all the different descriptive ways not that you can associate a silicone ring with marriage, but at the end of the day, I won't be having one on my finger. Yikes. Um. So back to our original topic about our guilty pleasures. Uh, Holly, one of my friends on um on Facebook, she says, I think I found one that it's and it's gross. I like scraping the dead skin off of Alex's feet. I know that's fucking gross, but we have this tool I use specifically for his gross ass construction worker feet. Boom. A non-music related guilty pleasure that isn't top secret. Wow. Okay, Holly. Holly, tell her that she can use those foot peels from Ulta. Look her. I can't even remember out, the name of uh, it. The the foot masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Tommy Tony something. It comes in a blue package. They're like three dollars. You put the foot little sock on your man's feet. Let it sit for about 20, 30 minutes. And then over the next seven days, it makes your foot peel. And it looks really grotesque. But if she likes shaping his feet, then she will enjoy peeling his skin off of his feet. Right. And then after seven days, your feet will be as soft as a baby's bottom. Not as soft as a baby's bottom. All I'm right. Them. Now that we're talking about gross things for, you know. Oh, jeez. One of my guilty pleasures is I pick my scabs. There, I said it. That's pretty good. And then... To make it even more gross, if it's like on my arm or something and I pick the scab and it starts to bleed, I lick the blood. 
I, I mean, it's it's my blood, you know. <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed of it. Don't be. You're not the only one, I'm sure. I don't have guilty pleasures like that. So you've never, like, picked your boogers and ate them? Mm-mm. That's kind of gross. I just don't do weird ass shit like that, unfortunately. As you're picking your nose. I'm, I'm not picking my nose. <laughs> I was literally scratching my nose. You're so annoying. No, I don't have weird like ones like that. I don't do well with body odor. I don't do well with bodily fluids and things like that. So I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure or it's a more like an um an OCD tick, but like if I if I'm putting on deodorant I count how many times that I put deodorant <laughs> on one arm and then I do the same amount of number on my other arm. Is that weird? No. I'm sure that I do weird things like that too. Or like if I'm putting lotion on my hands, I always do this motion here. Mm-hmm. And I go like this. <laughs> and then make sure I get my lips. Is that weird too? No. Although I really can't stand that so many men put body lotion on their face. Y'all have to stop that. Why? Because it's not good for your your face. Like you, They have moisturizer for your face for a reason. The moment a woman comes and gives me some moisturizer for my face is the moment I'll start using it. Okay. Until then, I'm going to be using body lotion on my freaking face. Okay. We will work on getting you some moisturizer. Hey. Because that is really egregious to be out here using the Vaseline <laughs> on your face, especially because that looks like it has fragrance in it. It does, and it smells. Oof. It smells divine. Mm-mm. You've never complained about how I smell. I'm not gonna complain about how you smell, but that has nothing to do with the moisturization of your face. My face doesn't break out like that. Sounds like you. <coughs> Except for now, lucky. because I like scratched my face. Sounds from like wearing you've my just mask. been lucky. That's what that is. Yeah, and that goes back to you know me liking to play with my scabs, and I don't know, it's a thing. Mm. <sighs> this woman over here, she's she's really gorgeous. My co-host, <laughs> I can't stop looking at her. Sometimes it's it's kind of egregious. It's annoying, really. You single? Not anymore. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I missed my chance. You have to move this ring light so I can see your face. Oh, the ring light? Mm-hmm. Don't you have a man? I don't know. <laughs> I'd be kind of upset if a woman as fine as you was on somebody else's show, like, you know. Like what? I don't know. I just don't know. Maybe you. Maybe we should do an ASMR video, because the way you're smacking that gum over there. I'm just chewing my gum the regular way. It's kind of tough. I'm trying not to smack because I chew gum so aggressively usually. I do too. Just trying to like put it in the corner of my jaw. Is that a guilty pleasure, chewing gum? Mm, Good one. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Me I have too. two different kinds of gum that I need to chew. What what types are those? This damn airhead gum. Oh no. Airhead sorry. gum. Mm. This shit right here. What? The crack. You <laughs> want a piece? <laughs> plug plug. 
I typically prefer minty things, but this shit right here goes for it. All right, so this is the Airhead gum that she was talking about. And I'm going to try it out. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be chewing gum on my life, but whatever. I do what I want. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. Okay. Yes, chewing gum is definitely a guilty pleasure. This is the type of gum that make you want to smack on purpose. Mm-hmm. That's why I said I'm trying to hold it in my cheek. So I don't be sitting here looking real ghetto on my life. But. Like the type that make you want to go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, it's delicious. I'm a fan of the uh, the stride gum. The spearmint gum is always a go-to. Woo! <laughs> make your breast smell nice and fresh and minty. Do you use extra a lot? I use five and stride. I feel like that's such a man thing, five gum. It's you ain't cool. never complained. It's fine. I don't complain about gum in general. Gum is gum. Other than juicy fruit, I think that's probably my least favorite gum of all gums. I think juicy fruit is tied with like big red. <laughs> that hard cinnamon. <laughs> yeah, not. It reminds not. me of like a fireball gum. No, thanks. That's cringeworthy. What are some cringeworthy things that you have noticed or seen? <sighs> cringeworthy things. The fact that you put some damn Cajun seasoning on top of my hey, sushi hey, the hey, other hey, day. Hey, 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 relax, 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 relax. That was a lot. Chill on me. Go ahead and tell the people. That is right. your guilty pleasure. Baby, you put salt hey, so on you everything. Gonna, so you going to let me tell the story or you going to tell the story? <laughs> Both. Because you said... <laughs> you gonna tell the story please and okay. then while you you know after you <laughs> you gonna tell the story i had some sushi mm -hmm. and this strong black man came and put cajun seasoning <laughs> on top of my shrimp tempura then wanted to say is because i didn't have seasoned salt at my house i don't buy seasoned salt haven't bought seasoned salt in years so, no, I don't have that in my pantry. And as an alternative, he used the green can. The Anthony's. <laughs> the Anthony's. Of Cajun seasoning. I did. was like, what? Sure did. That's really wild. And the first thing that came out of her mouth was. I know you fucking lying. Did you put seasoning salt <laughs> on this sushi? I said, and I said calmly to her, I said, you don't have seasoning salt in your house. That's the first thing you told me when I came over Dog, here. Dog, I just couldn't believe it. I just told Lauren about that this morning, too. I was like, Lauren, you know Stefan put damn Cajun seasoning on top of my sushi? Why are you telling all my business like that? Because that was crazy. I understand your obsession with salt, but no, sir. You don't think that's a little bit egregious? It was most <laughs> certainly <laughs> egregious. That's what I was asking you. In the hell? No, nah, because... I like my food that's supposed to taste flavorful. It's like flavor. sushi. You didn't even attempt to have the flavor before you put something on top of it. I did, actually. Because you know what I did when I was heating up that rice? Hmm. Trying out the sushi. That was crazy. So that was cringeworthy, for sure. I don't know. You do not put seasoning on top of 
sushi. That was, that was wild. You use some damn soy sauce or some ginger and you call it the day. Did you have soy sauce? There was soy sauce in the bag. I didn't see it. Okay. So I did what I did. Okay. I'm not ashamed of it. Don't be. What is your cringeworthy thing? I also think it's funny, but I cringe when I'm watching shows like Ridiculousness and like people fall and it's hilarious to watch people fall. But then I like, ooh, I'm just like, I feel like that part of my body that they hurt <laughs> starts, starts aching to all of itch a sudden. or ache. Yeah, like it's weird. We watched America's Funniest Home Videos last night. America's Funniest Home Videos isn't even funny anymore. Okay. It hasn't been it hasn't been funny since um what's my guy's name? Uh oh my gosh, Bob Bob Saget since he was the host. It hasn't been funny since him. The video content itself is still funny. I don't know. I could care less who the host is personally. Now what they should do is they should change the the theme music for the show America's Funniest Home Videos to it's not unusual because Alfonso, you know, that's a trademark. No, babe. Mm-mm. All right. <laughs> cool. I'll take that one. What was one of your other topics that you wrote on the page? I think that was the last one, to be honest, because nobody was really responding to it. So um, I think I put some on my page. Mm. But I have to, you know, scroll back and find them because, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, what will, what will get you, oh, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase this. What will get your significant other disqualified in a relationship other than cheating, verbal, and nonverbal abuse? Other than cheating and abuse, what would make me break up with my significant other? If I found out some messy shit about you from back in the day, like if you had um, a criminal record of some sort. So you wouldn't date a felon. It just, it depends, you know. My own father is a felon, so I'm not going to sit here and act like felons can't be good people. Of course they can. Everybody makes mistakes. It depends on what it is for. So if I had warrants out for my arrest right now, that I didn't tell you about and you found out, would you leave? I would leave? be pressed the fuck up. I would be really pissed. Because that puts me in a bad place. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm riding around in your car with you and then you just randomly get pulled over, dog, I'm not being a part of nobody's investigation. Mm. I'm not ride or die. Mm-mm. So you're ride or ride. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going my ass home to my damn kids. I do not know this man. Sorry to that man. <laughs> On oh, Jesus, I'm not even lying Sorry to you. Sorry to that man. <laughs> I, I'm a hitchhiker. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no, I'm not playing that. So if I found out that you were, you know, withholding information and you had some kind of crazy history, like if you had physically hurt somebody, uh, sexually abused someone, killed someone, you know. If you're... Manslaughter with a vehicle, you know, things of that nature. If you were a serial DUI person. Pedophile. 
all the things. Yes, yeah, all a the no. things and things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a no. Mm-hmm. Um, a registered sex offender. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to do it. And then I definitely think that a strong second is over the course of dating. If I start to feel like you a mama's boy, that's a whole no for me. Oof. Never dealing with that again. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with you, you know, having a good relationship with your mother. I, I think that that's important to have a relationship with your parents. Mm-hmm. But when it starts to get real codependent and you start acting like um, I'm your mama. Oof. Mm-mm. All right. Question for you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> What's most important? Understanding or communication? I'm going to have to say that you have to have both. You say that all the time. (laughs) I respect that answer. And it shows that you're actually listening to me. My gosh. That's such a big turn on. Mm. We might have to close this podcast. Now, <laughs> <laughs> My phone is about to die. Hey, hey. <laughs> you see me die? You see me die? Uh, but no, like, yeah, you have to have both a healthy dose of both in order to be in a relationship. And that question is a little, you know, double sided. It's a trick question on purpose because some people actually choose. Um, understanding over communication and some vice versa so like you need a healthy dose of both understanding and communication which i call comprehensive communication in order to be effective in a relationship boom (laughs) drops the mic okay ladies you're a lady Mm -hmm. what do you most what do you want most from your man when you're in a relationship? Oof. What I want most from my man. Um, I think that in the past, I wanted all of these material things. And I wanted to be seen. You know, like I wanted people to know how you felt about me. So that was like a big thing. Like if you didn't want to have PDA, that would be a problem. Um, Today, I'm a little bit better and I don't mind being more reserved. I don't mind uh, making people guess, you know, whether or not I'm happy in my relationship compared to before where everything was on display. So I think now I would say my requirements or things that I really need is just communication Mm -hmm. and to build genuine friendship with somebody because when love starts to fade and all of the oohs and ah feelings that you normally get what do you have left if you're running your entire relationship off of love you're not going to get very far because a lot of times with long distance relationships you start to not really like that person as much anymore. Right. So how are you going to treat me when you just like me compared to when you're in love with me? Stay you know? with it. Stay with it, y'all. You have to like your partner. So I care more about building a genuine relationship. I want for you 
to tell me with your words and with your actions how you feel. Everything doesn't have to be for show mm-hmm. as much as it used to be when I was younger. I don't care about titles as much as I do about like, do you think about me before you go to bed? You know? All right. I, I respect that. Real quick, I'm going to get into this thing that I saw on Facebook today. We talked about it briefly. And it said that Eric Benet has got has garnered some heat for saying that men should be the ones that go on birth control. And science has got it wrong by giving birth control to the wrong gender. How do you feel about that post? I think it would be great, personally. If men could be on birth control, not only would it give us women a break, but it would humble you guys a little bit. Because I think most guys walk around acting as if birth control is just the all-be-all and that it doesn't really affect us as much as it does and that's irritating birth control messes you up and it takes a long time to like be normal again so i would love to see a man go through the change but what would the changes be for a man to be on birth control it would probably change you hormonally that's how it is for us women it makes you crazy it may it changes the chemistry in your body so you start having physical changes you gain weight you might have more acne you might you know have uh sore breasts sore breasts yes and then as far as like your emotional stability (laughs) i don't like that it definitely makes you you know depressive or grouchier you know what i'm saying like it puts you through a bunch of changes being on birth control so that's why most of us oblige y'all and we just choose not to use it because being on birth control is worse than just having the damn baby. Not worse than having the damn baby. Mm-hmm. Oof. But that's why I ended up using the IUD. Once I had my twins, I got on an IUD and that was a, a game changer. You still but on I, that thing? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> you got that thing on you? I used the copper IUD and it was a uh, game changer. If you got that thing on you, you might have to talk. Stay with it. I'm trying to stay with it. (laughs) You see what I did there? I used the copper IUD and I highly recommend. Because I can end this music real fast. (laughs) Just do do my sign off like I normally do. You are a mess. Hey, I'm going to be well with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Uh-huh. All right, anyways, thank you for tuning in and listening to the Second Firstborn Podcast. I'm your host. <clears throat> let me let me stay with it. I'm your host, Stephen Williams. And I am joined by my lovely co-host, the beautiful Cora. I'm not going to say her middle name. Knowles. Well, I go by my middle name on Facebook. Cora Agia. See, I wasn't going to put your personal information good. out there like that. Let them see. Hey. And I'm about to see something else. We're going to have this podcast. <laughs> I'm not playing. But, Bye, um. Hmm? <laughs> she chucked up the deuce. <laughs> she sign ready, off. She ready to sign off for this thing. So, um, I'm going to oblige and I'm going to say, 
Peace out, y'all. Love, peace. Nappy hair grease. All that good stuff. Make sure y'all change that chicken grease out, too, because <laughs> some black people don't like to change out that chicken grease. So uh, if you deep frying your, your fish and your chicken in the same grease, you wrong. Anyways, I'm going to holler at y'all later. Tune in next week for another episode of Second First Born Podcast. Peace.